When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 12 of the Coventry Telegraph podcast, While We Sing Together. I'm delighted to be joined by former Sky Blues um, player Barry Quinn. Um, hi Barry, 83 appearances I make it between 1996 and 2004. Um, eight years spell, including the first couple of years I think came in as uh, in the youth team um, with the Sky Blues. Um, tell us how it all began. Um, yeah, um, well, I played half an hour there, I played in the local club. Uh, which I got obviously picked to play for the Irish under-18s. And uh, we had a, I remember we had a friend who was against the Northern Ireland actually, um, Dublin. And uh, we played, I think it was on a Friday, I remember it was a Friday afternoon, and I played, and uh, anyway, didn't play very well, I had a bad game. And all that weekend, I was, I was really down, I was like, I was like, I was like, anyway, the manager of my football team was at the time, he rang me down on the Monday, and he says, I know how you felt that weekend, he said, I was like, didn't really do well, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, you must have done okay because the scout of Coventry was there and he wanted to go over and try it. So, just kind of like, like you know, that feeling of something like that, it was like that, it's like, I couldn't believe it. So, I thought, okay, so I was like buzzing. So, so yeah, so obviously we had a uh, good work to do out there and a bit like over here, like half terms and all that. Um, me, it was around October, I remember it was the Halloween kind of thing, so I came out to Coventry for a week on trial. Um, uh, did well, I had a week there, done well. Trevor Gould was the uh, the UT coach then. And um, yeah, I had a week there, and then obviously, around, just after, I said, look, we want to come back, want to come back in April, we'll have tournaments in April. So yeah, no problem. In the meantime, I had uh, a couple of teams that were interested, like, uh, there was Newcastle, Celtic, and Leeds were like at that time we were looking to fly over. I started to sit, it was around February, I had a week in February, so I went out to Leeds and had a week there at Leeds as well. Um, and I didn't enjoy it as much, didn't feel as well from that. Like, I mean, uh, you know, you just get a feeling because you're young, I was 15, and I was like, you get a sort of feeling you come away from different places. Because when I came over here, I just felt like everyone mm-hmm. was great, everyone was brilliant. There was a lot of Irish people here as well, uh, lads that were here. Um, and then Gamma Tools here, especially like me and I, I'm, I'm obviously a part growing up with Gamma Tools, so I knew them before I came. And, and you know, you get a feeling when you come away from home, you just feel like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel all right. Uh, and uh, Lee said, Do you want to come back over? And I'm not sure. I said, No. Nah. I said, I said, you know what, that's it. I said, Comedy, that's it. Definitely one side probably and that was how I made my mind up then. Yeah. And then, you know, as you say, Phil Neal was the manager at the time and he left, but um, Big Ron took over and that was that sort of start of that sort of period, isn't it? And yeah. Big Ron and, and Gordon Strachan. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ron was the manager. <laughs> I can see the manager character. I mean, I remember uh, obviously as a kid looking at him watching the telly and all, uh, and what you see is what you get, and it is what he is, you know what I mean? Like, he's coming because it was himself and John Andrews who were like, uh, uh, we had certain jobs, and now we basically can't get as many jobs to do, but we all had jobs as boot boys and kit men. So, obviously, one of the things we, me and John Andrews were kit men, and one of the other things we had to do was every day after training, we had to make bring tea sandwiches up to Ron Atkinson's office and all that. <laughs> so he got to know us a little bit and he was all right with him. Come on, he's a lad. So sometimes if he had a bad weekend or it was a bad day training, because him and the manager at Gordon was the assistant then and they were all in there and it, it, I'm in a bad mood here. They were really running off a list and all. Mm. And Ron was what he was. He loved it all. He had the, uh, he had the like, not that you'd ever see him do it, but he had all the like, photos of him. Area, the corner, and all that, you know, you look at all that. Um, but yeah, you bring the team, and every, every, every week, uh, we'd say, right, lads, here's a tenner, three 
scores from Carr, he had a big chance. So that was a highlight of the week. So at that stage, on my TS money, you were getting like 40 quid a week or something like that, even though we were well off that. Although like that. I think 10 pounds between us was buzzing. What were you, 16, 17 at the time? 16, 16, yeah, just yeah. turned 16. So, so that was it. But uh, yeah, Ron was there. And then Gordon, obviously, Ron had been there for years. And then he, he got, got a sack. Gordon took over there. And obviously, I had Gordon went through. Um, and I made my debut with uh, Gordon. Um, but yeah, my white yeah, two years white yes, uh, Trevor Gould was for the first year, mm-hmm. he left, and then Harry Roberts took all the second year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, your debuts um, don't come much bigger, does it? You know, Old Trafford away, wasn't it? Yeah. 1998. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it was weird because uh, we travelled up there, and, and you know, I've been training, and I had a, had a good, decent pre-season. Um, it was actually. The season I'd come back and we went away, then we'd gone and won the European Cup, whether we won the 18s for it. I'd come back and um, uh, it was around September, the game was around September, and uh, we travelled up there as we do on a Friday. And uh, usually, what we used to do is train on a Friday and then get a coach out and travel up and stay in a hotel Friday evening. But what we'd done this time for some reason, we'd met early, we'd travelled up early, but then we stayed at a hotel up in Manchester, but there was a pitch there. There was a, there was a, a full size pitch where the, uh, the the hotel was. So so we trained. We got there. We trained. So we went out, got trained, uh, and we trained doing little bits and bobs. And obviously, not it wasn't very intense as a Friday. But it was more uh, tactical and set pieces and all that. And then the manager, what he do was usually pick his first eleven. So ninety nine percent of the time, when he starts giving you the Friday team, you you you, you kind of know what the team is. You might chop and change one or two for set pieces just to have a look at. But uh, the uh, yeah, so anyway, you start picking the tail, looking for shapes, and yeah, uh, Gary, Gary, you're here, Mr. Uh, Barry Quinn, you're standing here, you're standing there. Oh, it's all like rocking up like this, look at this is real. I'm, I'm not, I've already said it for us about getting into this, don't think, should we said that? And I was a bit like, should I go over? I'm not in case you're not in either, do you know what I mean? I was like, so. Yeah, I went in position there, and I, I could see that, and I was like, this is a bit like, this is a bit, so, but I wasn't getting too carried away, because I have seen it before, where you, you might bring one or two in, you know, the set piece, and you change it a bit, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, right, so we did like bits and bobs, uh, set pieces, go through stuff, and then, uh, I could see people like, the older lads, look at me going, <laughs> and I'm like, so anyway, I'm not going to say, name, the team was then, but that's so, you know, people, not, not even know him, they're saying, yeah, yeah, you're playing for, you're playing for, and all this, and I'm like, but he hasn't said that, do you know what I mean, he hasn't pulled himself, and people, you know, they get the pain, so, that night was a bit of a sweetness, like, for me, because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, well, me, I'm, 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 or whatever, and then, uh, yeah, we just got up in the morning, and walked in the hotel, and then, was, we'd have a meeting before we left the stadium, and then after that, we just made the team, and then it was right to the game, that was it, then we just went to the game, so, I mean, it must have been incredible. I mean, we, you must be incredibly nervous. Yeah, well, it's, it, it was. We probably done the best thing with that at the time to, to not really tell me because mm-hmm. I was like, how was it? Was was it playing? Was it not playing? And and, and then one part was saying, well, if I'm playing, I'm gonna be nervous and I'll be I'll be buzzing. If I'm not playing, I'll be good because it could happen to me. Mm-hmm. It could be. So I'll be like, yeah. so when he named the team, I was like, so I'm not. Had you not met him before? No, I never met him before. I and he didn't, 
have to go back. No, I wouldn't say anything. Yeah. That's why I just grew up and I wouldn't. And then at the end of the day, my brother always shook my hand. Which is nice. Yeah, which is, yeah. And did he make a specific beeline for you because he knew who yeah, you were? Yeah, yeah. What, after the game, obviously, when everyone's shaking yeah. hands, and um, he just smiles and he says, Well done, you've done well, well done, and all that. And just, that, he didn't say that much other than that, but he, he, he knew because I know after the game, because uh, uh, Dion obviously knew it, and I've been on the bus waiting, and uh, Dion had been in the players' room, and he said he was talking to Dennis Hill. And, and he said to uh, obviously Dennis was asked, oh, I used to like the other Australian man made my debut and I was asked and done so he probably obviously knew, do you know what I mean? Mm. So probably knew you know, you, you, big players have been there, you know, making a debut. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a great day basically. I mean, we got beat two nil on the day, but to be fair, we didn't do too bad. We, we gave it a go. We did okay. Um, uh, we all think uh, our scores for, but yeah, we didn't. Running on to was it? And Scott was yeah. that was it. Our scores for the other game when the Eagles brought two, uh, and uh, when we went two nil up, that two one up, uh, that scores yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, I mean, it was a tough season. I think you played eight times that season. That's yeah. a breakthrough season for you. Yeah. Which the big thing about you know you're I mean, you 18, 19? Yeah, I was just turned 19. Yeah, yeah. just turned 19. Yeah, yeah. I think you lost three nil at Leeds, and there was a two hundred beats at the Stamford Bridge. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And we lost at West Ham, I think, as well. Five nil. Yeah, it was difficult, wasn't it? I mean, you know, being a young lad thrown into a side yeah, that's yeah. sort of struggling a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, uh, I played. Played the three games after that first game, um, the, the Man United game, and I remember uh, we played Newcastle second round. I think we got we were at home, and uh, we uh, we got beat five one. <laughs> but it was a weird day that was because we, I remember we played them and we actually went one 0 up after about ten minutes, and we were on. But I remember the game we were on fire for about fifteen twenty minutes. Plus we went one nil. Tell, tell you what the place was rocking. I remember it rocking because mm-hmm. it was his home debut. I said, like that. And all of a sudden, bang, I think he scored a couple by half time. And then he ended up beating us 5 1. It was a weird day. It was a bit of a weird day. I think Sierra got a hat trick. But uh, I remember it after going mad at the time. Like, to be fair, I don't know. Like, but I, I kind of played all right that day. And it was a bit weird. And it was a bit of a surreal day. And I actually remember I got mad at the match. But I remember uh, Gordon saying, Come here, that lad. You've got mad at Table, it's not good. And he sat and he started walking out, and he was like, and then he just walked back into him and said, Oh, you went very well done. And he was like, Oh, fuck, yeah. And he was like, You know what he's like? Because you can hear him, you can see him, the door was so, you don't see how high you're rolling, he had the glasses, you could see him. I was like, Where are everyone's just like heads down, and you know, it was a weird day. But it was mad because it was like, I thought he went home, you know, I shouldn't get beat by anyone. But we kind of started off so well. I just yeah. remember, I remember how we were because I know it's like when it gets rocking, we were one nil up, and yeah. bounce, and we had two or three chances like that, and all. And then all of a sudden, boom. What was Gordon like as, as a manager? Then what would he be like? What would his half time, half time team talks be like, and, yeah. and post match? I mean, did it obviously obviously depended on how you were doing yeah. at the time. But I mean, if you were doing poorly in the first half, would he lead the right act? Yeah, he, he, oh, we had a win. I mean, you know, does it, I mean. When you look at football now, we see managers now, they're very, there's a lot of them that are a bit, you know, it's a different game now, you know, they've got to kind of be careful what they say, how they are with players, you kind of monitor them a bit, but that old school sort of manager, you know what I mean, he's, yeah, Gordon's like, you know, he's played with Fergie and that sort of, the hairdryer sort of stuff, I think they're starting to probably become a giant breed, mm-hmm. and then, but he, yeah, yeah whatever, though, he would, he would let you know if you weren't pulling your weight, doing what you were supposed to be doing, you weren't braving the ball, he would come in and he would have a pop. Uh, uh, but tactically, he was good as well, like, yeah. because that's the difference. Like, uh, it's okay, I've seen a wolf in the manager, so come here and rat him out and this, that, the other. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. But now you got to say, how are we going to find out a way to get out of this? How are we going to, you know what I mean? And they say that same things like same things like Jose Mourinho and things like that. It's like, He'll just walk in and he'll go, right, this is what you're going to do in the game. Do this, that, do that. But Gordon was good like that as well. He, you know, he'd come in and say, right, you should be doing this. We need to do this. We need to do that. Blah, blah, blah. This is how we're going to make it right now. Do you know what I mean? Which is what you want. Yeah. You know? You've got to get your... Get, say what you've got to say and then yeah. find a way of winning yeah. and beating them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, 
at the same time, you know, you've got this, um, you've got these sort of your international career, sort of, um, you'd come up through the youth ranks, and I think you've been captain at every age group, haven't you? Yeah. And didn't you get a record as well in the 19s, 20s, 20s? Yeah, I mean, at the time it was, now I could be out and say that it's not a top one, guys, now, but it was the record under 18 um, caps I had, uh, and then um, I think it was a record under 21 as well. But again, How many caps did you have? I think I had like some old 25 under 18 caps at this point. Because I played the year before, you know what I mean? Because yeah. what happened was, it was weird because they changed, it's weird because they changed the ages to later around my time, that right. actual year. So it kind of suited me. I got an extra kind of six months out of how, how my age group should have been. And uh, I, that's why I got the extra games, you know what I mean? And right then, I think, I, I don't know, I'm a 21, I could have been just been 15 or 20, I can't remember exactly how much my age was, something like that. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, you've got four senior caps as well, yeah. didn't you? Um, is it your debut? Was that against Mexico? No, there was uh, Greece and Lansdowne Road. Um, okay. friendly, yeah, we played Greece. And, uh, again, I remember I, I uh, started off, played first half an hour, and I got taken out of the ankles. Well, and I got up and I tried to play on, just got taken off. Uh, I had to go straight to the hospital. I didn't get to see the rest of the game. I had to go straight to the hospital for an x ray in the ankle. Um, and that, that was out for the rest of the season because that game was on April that time. Yeah. It was out for the rest of the season, yeah. so yeah. it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a shame that day because it, it was a nice start of day, and then all of a sudden then had been taken off just just before half time. I, I couldn't, I, I, uh, I just tore the ligaments. I didn't uh, break anything. Um, sometimes can be worse than ligaments, but yeah. yeah, it was just a bit of a, it was a, it was a good and bad day, you know what I mean? That was so, I mean, you were so, so highly rated at the time, weren't you? And, you know, expected, I, I guess, having been captain through all those age groups, they really expected that eventually you would yeah. be captain of uh, the senior side, didn't you? But, uh, is it, you know, is it difficult to sort of get your head around when, when it doesn't work out quite like that? Of course it is, yeah. It is. Oh, you think about it all the time. You think, like, well, at the time, you'd love to rewind back then and say, right, what can I do different to, mm. or what, you know, what have I learned, and the things that you know now that I wish I had known 20 years ago, yeah. you know what I mean, of, of everything, about how I, how I train, how I look after my body, how I do everything, and the game has developed and changed now, and it's obviously, you know, how it's decided, you know, everyone knows you've got it, and at that time, we didn't really have as much as we did, um, and, but, Obviously, so many different teams. I would have loved to change. And so, I mean, I'm not no regrets because yeah. I can't regret. But at the same time, I wish I had the knowledge now of I did 20, 20 years when I was playing. Mm. And it is like you think, like, right, okay, right, your career's going sort of the right direction, you know, whatever. And then, you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't probably go the way you want it to go. Uh, it doesn't end up the way you, where you want to be. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that I wish. I wish I, I, know, I knew that would change now mm. in terms of the football side of it, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but, I mean, let's talk about some of the characters um, that you played with. I mean, um, you played with some terrific um, City players, and, you know, the likes of Dion Dublin, George Boateng, um, Gary McAllister, um, uh, Gary Breen, people like that. I mean, who, who were the players that you sort of looked up to in the summer? Um, I mean, obviously, when I was in the U team, I got uh, Gary McAllister just come in, so he was playing midfield. So he used to watch it, like, is he still, uh, you know, with the train? This is before we got into the first team, and he looked the likes of Gary and that because he played midfield, played midfield, he learned a lot. And I said, I learned so much uh, from watching likes of Gary, likes of Gordon, and, and, and players like that. And say five or so in football, mm. and how that movement, that touch, the way I learned as much there than I did in any other coach anywhere else I've ever done. Do you know mm. I mean? Just watching them and taking it all in and seeing, you know, seeing how they are. And, um, so, yeah, in terms of football ability, the likes of, uh, you know, a certain sort of age of like less than coming through as a young pro, you look to like his Gary or Gary was there just playing, playing the midfield, and you just look up and say, Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And obviously when Gordon trained as well and, 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 and you know the top players of Dion's and all that and you know Mo Wheel and great ability, you know, these players are you know, 
you realize how much we're watching them last week for the side too and things mm. like that. It's brilliant. Just Dion Mike as a captain. Yeah, he's good, he's brilliant, he's brilliant, really, really good. He's great, he's great with with care, with making teams the young lads coming through. There's a couple of sort of coming through sort around the same time as um Sarah. Uh Gareth they do go tracking trying to use this sort of young sort of yeah. But it's good as gold, you know what I mean? And Dion and even making the debut and all that, you know, all of them are brilliant and you get around you and say, look at you, don't leave, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Very good, very good, 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 good professionals as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So who's the best, best player that you played with? Uh, there was a few. People ask me this question a few times, it's mad because it's, it's hard to define the best. I mean, growing up as you came, I mean, if you look at who's, who's how the careers have panned out, I mean, one of the greatest players I probably played as a, when I was growing up as a kid, and I was Damien Duck. Obviously, went to Chelsea that and oh, unbelievable, brilliant, brilliant. And then obviously, Robbie Keane came through, his career was unbelievable. Then Keane, had Robbie Keane, Danny Duff, uh, Coventry had like of Gary McAllister, um, you know, um, players like that that we used to look at, you know. But one, probably one of the best players I said is probably, and I never actually played in the first team game of him, was all distracted. He trained us every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to have like training ground games, or sometimes reserve team games. We play, but he was a, uh, he was a, uh, he was probably one of the best players ever in the league. Oh, brilliant to watch him. Now, again, that going back to what I said, learned so much watching, mm-hmm. you know, for the size and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Like you, you do like set pieces on the on the for you. I would say, for instance, like lads, we play the corners. I was doing corners and. Uh, you dab right out, you know, you might camp on it or whatever like that. And you might shank a couple of so you got to go be like, I want the ball, it's right here. You know what I mean? This is where we're going to aim for. You're going to be on the make, make run. You, the lads are coming around the back, this after you're right, but I want the ball right here. Now, to help you ping it in or do something like that. I wouldn't be telling tell a great delivery, but it could be any, could be any player. And, uh, and oh, just, just a couple of yards out of the way. It's not like this little deal. So you walk over. And just going like that, just throw the ball on the ground. Like, you want it right here, and you just boom, just put it right in the bang spot where you want it, and you're like, and you just walk off in, and you're like, you can't say anything, can you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's just, it is what it is, it is, you know, top quality players. Yeah. And what about the best players you played against? Uh, um, played against a few at the prime top players again, again, like when I played against the. Yeah, play full back against Giggs and then uh, Henri, Mark them, and then there was uh, played midfield Keane Scholes, brilliant players. Probably the one that's obviously gone out but stand out above everyone else is when uh, Ronaldo was at United. Uh, played against Ronaldo, Cristiano, uh, Cristiano. So yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo United. Uh, these players, it's hard to choose who's the best, but. So the one the one player that gave me the worst ever corridor of game ever was and as Mad Day is actually Darren Hooker from playing. I remember obviously played with Darren at, at Coventry and So you knew all his tricks and stuff. Yeah, well I knew I just couldn't it was one of those days. He had just signed for Mad City and we played Mad City the main road and I remember it was one of that ITV, you know, they started bringing in the games on. It was one of the first games up there. And obviously yeah, Hooks had left us, he'd gone to City and this, that, so I knew him, blah, blah, blah. I remember I was playing right back at the time, he was kind of playing left midfield. And he, oh, he just kept getting the ball deep. And you know, I, I, could, I couldn't get close enough to him to stop at source. I just couldn't do it on the day. And he just got, when he got the ball, he just got up and got running. And he was gone. And you know what it's like, he's got his pace. He's, he's not many could stop him. And uh, I came out by half time, I remember that one. But he, yeah, I was just like, that's how you gave me an absolute corridor that day. And of all the players, I'll take the one that I actually felt like yeah. I had it. But yeah, there was a few players in there. It's hard to just, which one was the was the best out there, but it was a few good players there to be fair. I mean, you played in a, a golden era, really, in the Premier League, wasn't it? I mean, you know, it's, you know, whatever happens in your life at the moment or in the future, whatever, you can always look back and think, well, cracky, I played, I was there, I was. Oh, man, yeah, it's mad. This like, is amazing. You, know, yeah, it is. you look back at it and like, I mean, the the, the football, football now. I look at football. I look at it again, then, uh, the 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 uh, the quality of the 
quality of play and you look at it now, it's brilliant. It's, it's, I mean, it sounds mad now, like, but they've become the like, robots of players now, do you know what I mean? But that era, like, I mean, maybe it's because of, cause of played in that era, but I just, you look back, I always look back that era, I miss, I wish we had them sort of, them back in them days, and we were looking today and we had the, like, the king of the era battles, them sort of areas, you know, that kind of way, and then you had the United, you know, but then you had, you know, uh, all these players coming through, and the Chelsea are talking about the Leeds, the Arsenal, you know, and kind of, I don't know, maybe it's because you play that, you know, but you kind of miss it. I mean, I don't get me wrong, but the, some of the players these days, and the way they look at themselves, mm. you know, brilliant. So. Mm. Mm. Um, obviously, towards the end of um, uh, your spell, I mean, you, well, you played, um, you were there when City got relegated, weren't you? Little Park, you played that day, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. What, what was that like? Because, I mean, it must have been a real roller coaster of emotions. You know, I think Addy gave City an early lead, didn't he? Yeah. He scored two goals. Yeah. It, was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a horrible day. Um, we, we'd had a bit of a run, and we knew we were in a battle, um, and we knew we were in a dogfight. And I remember we went to Villa Park, and I remember thinking, well, these are the rivals now, you know, and I thought, well, obviously, there's public body and everything else that needs to also play against the yeah. but they're obviously fighting for survival. And you're thinking, what a, what, what a win this would be. What you know, I remember uh, we started off, it was a funny game because we were beat, went 2 0 up, and we were like, and you, could, you could see the fans were the fans. Were, but I remember on the same day, Man United played Derby because it was between us and Derby, and we needed Man United to beat Derby mm. um, because. Uh, you know, it'd be Derby, we had to be Villa, it would have went down to the last game, and we only needed a draw, because we were mm-hmm. there, and uh, we were 2 nil up, and in the back of your head, they're thinking, oh, well, you know, it was that old trap as well, you know, it was going to do Derby, so, went 2 nil up, that was that, and anyway, we got put in close, and you could see the lads dip a little bit, you could see the dip, but, anyway, they kind of got a bit of a buzz about it, and this, that, the other, yeah, they ended up 3-2, it was horrible, it was bad enough as it was, we ended up going there and find out that Derby had beaten Man United one day that day anyway. Mm. Um, so even if we had a one, like, it doesn't matter which, mm. yeah, it would have been great to win anyway, but even if we had a one, I don't think uh, it would have made a difference. But it was a horrible day. Whether you go from saying, what's the experience in the club, one of the worst, obviously, one of the worst times, you know what I mean? Because Dale Dublin and George Boateng both played in that game, didn't they? Yeah, Villa. Villa. What, what was that like, you know? Mm. And, yeah. They say anything afterwards? No, not, uh, not at the time. Uh, I mean, they spoke to a couple of lads. Uh, I think during the game, that much focus on what we yeah. had to do. And I think with the only new, like, you know what I mean? He'd been talking to, obviously, the manager and some. He had all the lads that are mates and all that shots and all that women and all that. And, all and you know, he was beating out the game. Obviously, I think they would have got a bit comedy went down, mm. you know, at the same time. They had a job to do. They, yeah, yeah, sure. Day. That's, yeah. that's what it was, you know what I mean? And day to day training ground, um, yeah. what, what was that like? I mean, I, I know we'll talk to you in a minute, but what like you do now, but you, you work at the Skyrim Connection, don't you? Which is just sort of you know, in the shadow of Brighton, so it's almost like you're back there. Yeah, yeah. Do you often look out your window and look yeah. yeah, 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 out there? Yeah, we're not turning into that joy, but I'm always I see it every day and all that brings back memories, you know what I mean? It's the best days of your life when you're playing and yeah. going to training and being in there and working hard and you know, but obviously the lads and uh, and, and then obviously I'm doing what I'm doing, you know what I mean? But uh, it's uh, it is it is it is enjoying past every day, but it's just the same as well because you look at it now and it's a bit like when you see you see it's a shame the way things are now, do you know what I mean? I'm looking at them like how are you in League 2? What's your talk in League 2? Do you know what I mean? It's like, this is a League 2 talk. What, 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 I mean, it was bad enough, wasn't it, going out and dropping out of the Premier League yeah, after yeah, 34 years, yeah, but yeah. I bet you never imagined in your mind no, no. yeah, that you'd, they'd be this no, low now. Not at all, not at all. And even up to like, man, you still convince yourself, we can't be going down, we can't be going down. And it's like, it's, it, 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 oh, like, because I live in the city as well, do you know what I mean? And I see it and I feel as well, yeah. do you know what I mean? And I've got pals who are supporters who walk every week and uh, you know, like obviously die hard, go to away games and all this yeah. and, and, uh, and um, obviously Cobbles is a 
was in my heart, and I, I, I just to see them, to see where it is now, and to feel it, and it's it's horrible. And you think, mm-hmm. what are you doing down there? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just be, I shouldn't be like this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish I said the enjoyment of that when I was coming and left. Just just going back to to your roots, Dublin born lad, and everything like that. And um, you you played with um, uh, your band members from Westlife, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, we, I was the same age. Uh, Nicky Ford, and he was at Westlife. He, um, he, uh, he was the same age as me, uh, and I played for my local team. He played for this old on the other side of the city. But um, we used to play each other from time to time against each other. But my dad and his dad were all the same industry, so they knew each other anyway. So when we got to play again, and we end up kind of getting to know each other a little bit. And then we both got on to Irish and we were age teams, we were 16s and we were 18s. Nicky was a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He went to Leeds for a couple of years. He was at Leeds uh, uh, for two or three seasons as goalkeeper. Uh, obviously, I went to Coventry. And then when we get international, we probably got back and meet up and blah, blah, blah. And then he, uh, he got let go from Leeds and came back to Dublin. And then, then we did. Yeah, Whether I joined the boy band and then make the millions all over the world. Uh, he went, we went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's probably delighted how his career is ending up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's done well. Fair play to him. Yeah. You don't keep in touch with him now? No, I haven't seen him in a long time. But see, last time I seen him was, I was away actually. It was in Spain. It was in Marbella actually. It was, I was a couple of seven or eight years ago. And we had a drink and that. I seen him there. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's the last time. Well, it was funny actually because I remember um, Gordon strapping took um, the lads to Dublin for a pre season tour one year, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, I remember being out, out there covering it um, for the Copper Telegraph, and um, I was there with Richard Mills, the photographer at the time, and, um, and we'd been out in Temple Bar, and we, we couldn't believe we, we bumped into all the lads. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, Gordon yeah. would let you out for one night, probably, yeah. probably only one night only, yeah, but yeah. you being the local lad. Yeah. Your hometown, you were showing them the, the sites, weren't you? Yeah, well, it was, it was actually at the end of the pre-season week. So, we, to be fair, we drafted our week. Mm-hmm. Work, uh, we stayed in uh, the university, UCD, so I was like in the dormitories and all that. But we, we had drafted and worked hard and all that. And then uh, the last week, we had a day, we, we had the next day, we were flying back and all that. So, uh, it seems right for the lads having a bit of drink. So, obviously, all the new way to sort of spot some goals. So, I said to the lads, look, uh, I said, uh, we come here, 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 here. So we went out a good crack, but then we had uh, Canton Palmer and uh, John Ayrton, and they had a few contacts as well. So, and uh, Canton and John had a, uh, I remember his name, oh, it's Big Bertie, Big B it was, and he used to run all the clubs in Dublin. And uh, I remember Canton and, and uh, Andrew used to follow and John Ayrton, and he said, Oh, bring Big Bertie. So, Big Bertie came down, it's a pretty huge bro, and he just took his. Everywhere we went to go, all the clubs mm-hmm. here, there, and it was just straight in everywhere. Do you know what I mean? So I had a few contacts, but I got them down to the way, 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 kind of have a good, good, good drink and all that. Mm-hmm. And then spent a lot of money, it's too expensive out there. Because I remember <laughs> first when we were over there, I remember Hassan, he, he liked to drink and I was around. Uh, it, was, it was a few, well, so it would have been what, 15 years ago. And he goes, can't believe it, it's five pounds a, a five pound a pint there, you know what I mean? <laughs> now it's even more, it's about eight eight euro a pint, but it's like five pounds. That was then, you know what I mean? I said, that's what you're paying for there, you know what I mean? He was disgusted he was paying for it. We still drank it, I'd say, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean the, the, you mentioned the game's changed, but you know, and, and the way players sort of look after themselves, I'm sure they still go out for a drink now and again, but I, I think it's back in the day. I mean, there were drinking cups, I'm not saying there was a Coventry, but there were drinking cultures at football clubs, weren't there? Yeah. You know, the Man United one, yeah. famously, wasn't it? Yeah. But, um, you know, it was just part and parcel of the game, I guess, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, you always hear these stories in Teddy, don't you? You see, like, Ray Parra coming out when they used to do all this, you know, him, they had the Arsenal on, and mm. you know, Wenger walking past and all hiding and this, that, that. And I, and I think, and like, it has changed these days now. I think a lot of them are more into drinking cappuccinos and bottles of wine and all that. So, which is fair play to them, do you know what I mean? Which is great. That's why the game has gone come up another level. But, yeah. I mean, uh, some of them, back in the noise pain as well, there was a, obviously, they got an hour that because even before that, you had the situation with drink culture, even before that was even more, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? But, uh, started to come out a little bit, but you still had a little go. I think it's called for uh, team bonding that you get a little bit. So, 
not saying don't want to drink it a lot, it's the right thing. Because remember, God uh, Strap used to say that, he says, which is fair enough because people say you go out and have a drink and all that, it's getting bombed and right. But you say, but what happens is people end up getting drunk and saying the wrong thing and, and they end up and, and, and cause an argument. He says, how are you getting bombed and go win a football match? Mm-hmm. Which is fair enough, you win and you get that. But, but you still have that that bit of laugh, but there's always a story to tell, and, you know what I mean? But, uh, I think the moderation score it's when to do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was pre season. We didn't have we didn't have a game for a week. Yeah. Uh, it was like we had the league yeah. had started three weeks, so it was a time and a place you go and do it. But I think during the season now as well, especially the, the way they are now, the, the way they're getting mm. and the intensity of the game now, you can't you can't afford it, you just get down low, you can't be down low on the on the park and, and obviously people will be seeing it but not on that but on the field as well because it's 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 percentages mm. that's making you know the difference in, 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 in how these players are mm. and that one percent bit from having a few drinks is, is massive now yeah. it's so much money in the game yeah. you know what I mean? so and you played with some some right characters and then i mean Football and there's so much banter in the dressing room banter, it's legendary, isn't it, in the, in the game? But you know, going to work with the likes of Darren Huckabee and Noel Whelan, you know, real pranksters and stuff, I mean, it must have been just a nightmare, must it? Just, you go in and thinking, oh, what next? What's, what's going to happen today? That's what I mean. Well, uh, same to, uh, at the training ground, you probably remember yourself, we had the fourth day in training room, which you had obviously the younger lads, the seniors, and all that. Um, and then obviously everyone couldn't fit in there, so we had to like the kind of second team dressing room with the reserve team. So mm-hmm. it was all myself and that, and the younger lads and Marcus's, and you know what I mean, and and, and, and John Hughes's and Gareth. And so there was we were kind of that in that group, but uh, there was a lot going on in there. But the only thing you didn't want to do was like everyone on the same teams when when Noel Wheeler was injured, because what happened is you go out training, and he was obviously in there was rehab in there, so. You just say you'd have to hide your stuff or something like that. You'd have to like, you know what I mean? Because if you do enough, you'd be doing, you know something's going to happen. And uh, and you know, if the usual stuff happened, one of cut and close up. I can't remember who it was. Wasn't too happy. Nearly going into a row. Uh, and he's like, we're out training one day. Come back in. And then all of them hanging up in the roof and all of us. Boxer shorts cut open, socks cut open, all his gear, all his jeans cut open, just hanging off the thing like that. I had no clothes, I had to go back at home on the training ground. And uh, like, obviously, there was a, nearly got into a bit of a confrontation there. It was a bit of a fight. Yeah. But, but, but that sort of thing, like, you knew that if that, if that was happening, he was injured like that. So, like, hide your stuff, get like that. Put your stuff in the car when you go out training, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a good. But there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's great, it's great. Like, the football band and camaraderie is great, you yeah. know what I mean? And that was one of the biggest things that. Me personally, but as a lot of footballers when they retire would say, say they miss playing that game, that adrenaline buzz, the buzz, the working hard, the, but the, the one of the biggest things is that going in and, and being around the lads and yeah. having a good, good, good bit of banter yeah. before the game, after yeah. the game, during training, and that's one of the biggest things that you know, I miss, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And tell us just briefly about how you, you left, you came to to leave um, the club. Yeah. Um, was that under Gary McAllister? Yeah, I was um uh, yeah, it was it was my last year of my contract. I said earlier on I I come back now. I had my second half my year of my contract, Gary came in um, and uh, I played uh, played a few games uh, Gary came in towards the end of saying came in through half his involvement Nielsen it was Roland Nielsen and it was uh, uh, yeah, Jim Smith, he brought Ron Lee and Jim Smith came in, but they went halfway through the year and Gary came in uh, with Eric Black and, and Gary Lewis. And um, we played again, yeah, that was when we were in the championship. Uh, it was just, we played a few games, we played, uh, I don't remember, uh, Gary McCall was a player manager at the time and he scored about three or four absolute worldies. Mm-hmm. They were all like goal of the goal of the month, each week. there was three and we won against, so it was one of the home team, I think it was against. Who played with someone like that and awake at Wolves and all that? But uh, we finished, I think we came out just outside the playoffs or something like that. I think we were in the championship that year. And then uh, the following season, it was my last year of contract. Um, and I'd been feeling towards the end of the previous season where my knee, I was after a train or after a game, it was tightened up and stiffened up. 
So it was towards the end of the season, and it was during the pre-season I gave a rest, so I leave it. So I came back pre-season, uh, I was training, and uh, every time I train, I work out, so I can feel like I'm something wrong with here. So I went around anyway, got an x-ray, and what I had, a kneecap, a patella, a kneecap, part of it had uh, broken away, and it was just being held on with a tendon. So what I had to do, I had to go and get an operation to get that taken out. Um, and that was around August, and um, I had that operation and procedure done, um, and I didn't get back training till the end of November, so I got fit in December. Uh, I went to January, I went for a month to Russian Diamonds at Alarm, uh, had a month there, uh, came back, obviously finished the rest of the season. Uh, I got in and out with bits and bobs, didn't really, because obviously came back that fit. But uh, I just, my contract being up, and obviously Gary said, look, uh, you can go, like, you know what I mean, we're all going to renew the contract, which is a bit like, it was, it was tough, but that was one of the, I mean, there was, the, you know, there's, there's, there's days you remember, uh, when that you, you look, the days I said, I really was, I mean, got back in the day, we, we went down um, against Villa, and then being told when Gary said that, was was a tough day. It was really good. It really, really was because I love it here so much. Yeah. I love being part of Cosmo. I love being here and obviously being let go and all that. And I just being there. It was, oh, it was horrible. It was really, really horrible. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you did yourself up. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you did. You know, when you were yeah, 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 captain there. Yeah, yeah. I went down there as captain of Oxford. Uh, we just missed out the playoffs as well. The penalty shootout. That one penalty. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, went down there. Yeah, that was taking some memories, right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah, went down there. I was like, one year got played here, and I was captain there. Right? Then I, Jim Smith, then came in as manager. He was out of mm. um, And then, yeah, then, then, then the year after, actually, we went down. And, uh, so, um, yeah, it was like, yeah, I really picked myself to get on with it, you know what I mean? Was it was it was it was it was a lot, you know. Was, and where did you finish? Did you finish at Brackley? Yeah, I went down when I, I played at Oxford for obviously four years, five years, and then um, I stopped playing for about a year. Um, I went away, and I've been away, and I've been in America a lot, I've been over there, doing a bit of coaching and that over there. And then I came back, uh, came back there, uh, and I, I was going to somewhere for anything or anything like that. And I, I had Brackley, uh, the manager of Brackley, uh, who uh, at the time was doing quite well, and they were, you know, they're paying a bit of money, and uh, my not, uh, had a lad that I wore, uh, Aidan Golden, he played a lot of he signed, he looked at your signs, he put a few players down, they're, they're, you know, they're looking like they want to really get a goal, and mm-hmm. fancy for me now, so, yeah, so, so I was down, I was only uh, training twice a week, and playing weekends, so I went down, Play a couple of seasons there. You kind of, it ain't the same, you kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as like, I had been when I played, yeah. obviously not, but I just. So, what age did you, you hang up your boots? I was 24. Yeah. Uh, so, 24, I just stopped playing there. Again, I thought I'd, like, the same thing happened, I bought my ankle, played my knee in pre season. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, it was weird. Uh, I come back and I. After, when I stopped playing professionally, and then I got away for a year, uh, I had one season, and then the next season I came back, and I had a, it was a fix I felt in a few years, I played pre-season, and I just went up for a header, and I, and I remember the lad kind of went up, and then we did meet, and then he kind of nudged me, and I said, down, down the top of my ankle, done it, um, I missed, February, I came back, and something like that. I came back and I played, uh, played a couple of games coming back, but I couldn't get fit. I was just like, ass fit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you just, yeah, I didn't, didn't enjoy the football as much. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 But you look at, you know, look someone like Michael Dorwich, did you overlap a little bit? Yeah, we did. <laughs> and and when I had that injury, he came in that season where, as I told you, when I had the operation on the knee, mm-hmm. and he, when I was coming from a rehab, he'd come in. Mm-hmm. So, Kind of played together a little bit uh, for a couple of months, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I overlapped a little bit. Yeah. Along with Sky Sports at the end, the boy he was just starting. Yeah. You know I mean? And he's still going strong, he's 36. And I know, yeah. And he's still well. one of the fittest lads ever. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is. He's, he's, he's doing well. He, you know, he's this player you need in your team, especially at this level. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's, uh, 
I mean, honestly, it's certainly for me, it's probably the best player in the pack. Also, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's the centre halves are doing well. They had a battle in the hands, um, but uh, yeah, Doyle probably knows one of the best players for us, really. But it was just, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a disappointment on Saturday. To be fair, mm. I mean, it's frustrating at the moment, isn't it? Because you know, they, they went to to Luton um, and put three past them, and they were league leaders at the time, but. Back in the league, you know, and Mansfield at home, you know, they couldn't score. They just not putting their chances away. And, and before they'd gone to Luton, they'd had four games where they hadn't scored a goal. So that's a real problem at the minute. Yes, isn't it? yeah, of course. I mean, look, uh, before Saturday, everyone knew what was going on, what, what, what was predicted. You knew what Mansfield had gone from here, said, and Congo had to break them down. Our team, our teams, you know, couldn't do that. Um, and and it, it is, and it's, just, it's not rocket science. And needless to say, it's just that. That cutting edge, that final tour up front from you know the midfield defensively, they're quite solid, and, and and that's not just forwards who digging out or not just digging out defenders, but it's, I think they defend well as a team. I think the wide men and the the, the, the forwards would give out big defenders as a team, and they've got attackers as a team as well. Um, the way they will, the, 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 the forward players, you know, forward players and sort of wheels will come up a bit more criticism for that, but I think. Obviously, you know what I mean. It's not just that. I think the midfield, the more you can chip in with a few goals, pullbacks, getting more crosses, creating more chances. And I think as a team, they attack as well. Mm. And I don't think that that extra bit that's in that final tour, you know, I think was was struggling at the minute. And then, um, the the manager has obviously got he's already got a he's already got a walk away on the training ground. Or else he's got, to, he's got to see if he can bring someone in maybe January that's going to help, help score goals. You know, because the, mo- the, the, the most important thing is the foundation there is defensively they're quite solid. So that's important. And I think he got that, which is good. And then it's just having that little bit extra up top, that little bit of, you know what I mean, a, a winger doing something, or, you know what I mean. And, and I know Jody Jones on his day is someone that can maybe produce a little bit of magic, but you can't rely on one person. Yeah. Bob doesn't do it enough, you know what yeah. I mean? A young lad, you know. Young lad, yeah. isn't he? So it's gonna be uh, inconsistent. Exactly, isn't it? yeah. So um yeah, I think I think all over like I say it's not rocket so I say everyone can see what what's wrong or what's needed to be done. Um and it happened like because the likes of Mansfield, so you've got every ninety percent of the team are exactly the same here. Yeah. It's not much difference. It's just that little bit of extra. They didn't have much difference in us, they score a world I mean and you end up losing the game. Yeah. Okay, you could have been nil nil, you could have nicked one of them, you end up losing the game, you end up with a worry. So, uh, it's just that little bit of extra yeah. that, that was missing, isn't it? So, what's what's happening in Berrickman's life now then? I mean, you still obviously settled in Coventry, so you obviously love it that much. Yeah, <laughs> you stay right there. I used to travel down, I used to travel, uh, but it's only 60 more. Yeah. Uh, Coventry's my really home now. I mean, obviously, I've got up the Royal, I've got a here, and I was. 15 or 16, and uh, I've had more of my life living here than I have here. And uh, oh, I love it. I mean, I mean, I've got friends here and settled in here, and my, obviously, my wife's from here, then my kids are brought up here. So, uh, people say, Was you going to move back home? I said, well, I can't now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just take my kids up or everyone's just going now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, maybe when they get older, we might go back or something. Nah, I've got real plans to go, but I love going home. Did your kids support the Sky News? Yeah, he did. My little lad, he, he's like, well, to be honest with you, he's messy mad. I've got him, he's got a Coventry top, I've uh, got my Coventry kit, and uh, he's, uh, but he's just mad into like, because at school, it's sort of an hour, messy, and uh, I'm looking at him going like, and he, he doesn't even know what messy looks like, but all he knows is messy, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So he's got him on a messy jersey, and I've got him the Coventry kit. Uh, but he's like, because it's hard now, because I take him down to the football, the coaching. And I'm looking at him, and we all just say it. All the kids are wearing, like, and it's a shame, and that's yeah. one of the biggest teams. Yeah. You know, I would say 20 kids, probably two or three will wear a comedy kit. Yeah. The rest of them are wearing Barcelona kits, or yeah. some wear might wear Man United or Chelsea, but most of them are Barcelona and yeah. Madrid. And I'm thinking, it's a shame. 
Well, Joel's five, he's the youngest, and um, daughter's in six, and um, she's quite early, so she's not learning football, but then my stepdaughter, Freya, she's ten, but she's comedy bad, so my dad, my dad is a, a season, goes up season 15, mm-hmm. goes up, so she's always up for comedy, mm-hmm. she's getting photos with the, the, the new players and all that, you know what I mean, and, and so she goes up there all the time, and yeah, so it's so, uh, I don't I mean, dude, she went to Wembley last year as well. Yeah. Um, um, so they're all, we are up there. We are always looking for him. And uh, did your little lad, does he, does he get the fact that you used to play for him? Not really. No, no, no it doesn't happen. <laughs> he will do one day, I'm sure. Maybe he will do one day. And he's like, and yeah, because uh, I brought him up. Like, I mean, I want to bring him up. I, I will bring him up to the games more. But when I brought him up last year, we came up to the game. And he came up with Katie, my wife. And we did like that. But... He's so fidgety, he, he didn't want to watch a game, but he was up and down the seats and all this, and I'm like, people are trying to watch a game here, and I'm like, it's, it's unco- it's not, you can't relax and enjoy it, and he's like, because he was at that age before, and you know what I mean, I'm thinking, I can't, I'm not going to bring him down for it, like, yeah. start settling a little bit, so maybe when the weather gets a bit better towards the end of the season, yeah. he's sixth, you know what I mean, but yeah. maybe start bringing him up there to a couple of games and that, you know what I mean, but... You know what the secret is? A constant supply of food. Yeah, that's Take it. a look, sir. Yeah, that's just it. snacks, yeah, snacks, that's that's it. It. just keep going from one snack to the other to sweets that's or whatever, and drinks, and... Yeah. And um, yeah. it got to the stage where um, my eldest lad, um, he, he was coming for a while, he used to go with my dad. I said to my dad because obviously I was working, yeah. but um, he would only come. Yeah. I said, you're going to come to the match with dad, uh, grandpa? Yeah. And he said, uh, only if you give me chips and I'll have time. <laughs> 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 and that's, uh, that's the only reason he'd go, you know. It's because the football was that bad. It's mad, isn't it? It's a shame, isn't it? You really it's do. It's you know, I'm thinking, like, I'll have kids down there. And, and, and that's why... Like I said about, uh, we spoke about this before, about you don't want to lose a generation of Coventry fans because the, 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 the more the club is where it is at the minute, you're going to lose that generation. These kids out there now have got Barcelona mm-hmm. tops on, Man United tops, Real Madrid tops. You won't wear Coventry tops, you know what I mean? And, 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 and it's a shame, but obviously, just, it's like that. It was a great day last year, that cup final last year. I've never felt it, like you could feel it, you know, when you're on social media and yeah. whatever. Everyone's buzzing, going, oh, I've got mates and all that. And then people say, oh, yeah, we're worthy and they, they come out of woodwork and all this. But it's like, do you know what? Do you know what? So what? They went down there, they built us there in the stadium and all that stuff. So I mean, the buzz around the town was brilliant. And it was a, it was a day that it hasn't been felt like that for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, even the kids and all that, we're going right up to watch a game of football, uh, comedy top on, watching a game, or everyone's buzzing, which is great, went to the game, and can, these kids, uh, that was a one-off, you know what I mean, you want that one-off, I mean, you know what I mean, you want to see that one-off, because otherwise they're just going to forget about it, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Okay, well, listen, Barry, it's lovely to see you again, and thanks ever so much for your time, no I really appreciate it. No that brings us to the end of... Um, the latest episode of um, the Comedy Slugger podcast while we'll sing together and we'll see you next week.